Hello and welcome to the SpiceCast, the podcast where we talk about spices and spicy things in our everyday lives. I'm your host, Ruben, and joining me this episode are two very special guests. Guests, would you please introduce yourselves? Uh, hi, I'm Lauren, and I wear a size 6 shoe. <laughs> the uh, regular listeners may remember Lauren from episode 1, Mustard, uh, and we're definitely not recording this back-to-back. <laughs> uh, my name is Sarah, and I occasionally like pie. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Well, neither of those facts are nearly as relevant as the facts that we gave last episode. Um, But because we are talking about paprika this episode. Now, uh, let's do first things first. Let's get the pronunciation out of the way. In the U.S., the standard pronunciation is paprika. Whereas in British English and a lot of other parts of Europe, it's more commonly paprika. So if we say... Paprika, don't add us. That's just how we do it here in the U.S. Um, Let's start out by asking our guests, what are your favorite uses for paprika? Uh, So personally, I am a huge deviled eggs person. Um, I love putting paprika on top of my deviled eggs or, um, well, I also put deviled eggs on potato salad. So I also put paprika on the top of a potato salad. Do you put deviled eggs on paprika ever, or just the other way around? Only the other way around. I haven't tried it vice versa yet. You should just get a spoon and dip into the paprika with your deviled eggs. I worry that would have the same reaction as a cinnamon challenge. Mm. (laughs) Well, we will be doing the paprika challenge later on the episode. Ace. Uh, No, not true. Um, Sarah, what are your favorite uses for paprika? Have you ever used paprika before? Uh, no. Have you heard of paprika? <laughs> yes, yes, I have heard of it. I have never personally used it. If it is in my own spice cabinet, it is, it is collecting the webs. <laughs> you know, the reason this podcast succeeds is because we have real experts on it. <laughs> and, I mean, that's really demonstrated today. So thank you both for being here with me. Anytime. You're welcome. <laughs> so uh just a quick um it's the opposite of a recap just a quick a precap just a quick pre- a precap <laughs> just a quick precap of what's to come on this episode uh we are going to go into what paprika is the history and then we are going to do a brief tasting accompanied by stories from our guests Mm -hmm. about paprika. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's going to be a great episode. We thank you for sticking with us. First things first, we're going to... No, we already did the first thing first. Second thing second. We're going to start with what paprika is. Um, Paprika is made from dried and ground bell peppers or other similar peppers. I bet not everybody listening knew that. Yeah, I didn't know that, but it makes sense flavor-wise. I can... I taste that. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go back and talk about my favorite use for paprika. Yes. Um, So I spent some time living in Hungary, and in Hungary, they really love paprika. I don't know if you knew that. Didn't. But um, I really enjoyed eating a dish called paprikash, and so I made some paprikash today, Mm -hmm. and uh, we've been eating it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Would you like to give some reactions to how it tastes? So I am actually eating it like right this moment as we're filming. Um, 
And I personally am loving it, firstly because, so Ruben was kind enough to, I don't know if this is how it's normally made, but he used egg noodles, which are a personal favorite of mine. And paprika has this wonderful warm flavor, especially in this tomato-y sauce. Mm -hmm. um, that just like warms the cockles of my heart <laughs> Who and my are you stomach. <laughs> Really so um, paprikash, for those who don't know, is a Hungarian stew um, where pap paprika is used not just as like an incidental flavoring like it is in most American dishes or dishes from other cultures, but it's actually the main spice and the dominant flavor of the dish. Um, so it's a to tomato based uh, stew with peppers, onions, and usually chicken or some other meat. Um, today we've prepared it without chicken. And on top of egg noodles, which is not entirely traditional, um, though it is common to, to eat it with some kind of egg pasta or small um, spetzel-like uh, mm. dumplings. So, pop quiz. What color is paprika? Red. So the, the most common color for paprika is red, but fun fact, it can also be orange or yellow, depending on yellow. the color of the peppers that it's made from. Mm -hmm. So next time you have some yellow bell peppers, try drying them out in your dehydrator and then grinding them into yellow paprika. It should so. sell. Remember those like sand bottles you can get in the nineties? Oh yeah. They should do like red, orange, yellow, red, orange, yellow, red, orange. Yellow. So what about green? Because they're green peppers, right? So I didn't find any reference to green paprika, hmm. but I don't see any reason why you couldn't do it. Maybe I am speaking against the tenets of <laughs> paprika. paprika making. Uh, I am not a paprika maker, so I wouldn't know. Hmm. And I don't actually have a spice grinder or a dehydrator, so. Me neither. I aspire think, to. So I've heard you can do it in your oven. Mm -hmm. But I'm not. I, I can't validate that. Ooh, side project. <laughs> um, so paprika originated in central Mexico, um, and it was brought to Spain in the 16th century, and from there spread to Europe, Africa, and Asia, mm. all in that same century. And so that's kind of a cool thing because it started in the New World and then moved to the Old World. I was gonna say it's an interesting route because I feel oftentimes for the most part. We're the ones importing the spices. Yeah. Right. When I think about paprika, I feel like it went the other way. <laughs> I yeah, I feel like it's pretty common in Asian dishes. Is it not? Am I, am I wrong? Which dishes are you thinking I, of? I, for one, like to throw it in. <laughs> curries. I don't know if that's just, hmm. like, me for my curries or if that's others as well. It could just be me. Well, I mean, you are right, though, that it is mostly thought of as an old world ingredient right now. Mm -hmm. It's used a lot in Spanish and Hungarian cooking, and actually those are the two largest producers of paprika, oh. um, even though it originated in Mexico. Um, it is also produced in various countries in South America, and it's it's additionally produced in the US, hmm. in specifically in California. Let's uh, jump to a word from our sponsors. sponsor this episode is Hazmat Mattresses, the only mattress company that guarantees that you will sleep for more than eight hours every time you lie down. 
Hazmat mattresses. You'll be sound asleep in no time, and you definitely won't be dead. <laughs> hey. They gave us money. Thanks, Hazmat. Thanks, Hazmat, for your support. If you want to sponsor this podcast, please reach out to us at podcast at thespicecast.com. Spicecast. Um, after that brief history, we're going to move straight into tasting a few paprikas. And uh, let's just jump right into it. The first paprika that we're going to be tasting is not any of these. <laughs> <laughs> it's this one. It's Organics. Organic paprika. USDA organic. Mm, I bet it's organic. Ingredients. Organic paprika. There it is. Uh, this is the um, Safeway store brand organic paprika. Oh, there you go. Sponsor us, Safeway. Yes. <laughs> and Lucerne Foods. Oh, it hasn't even been opened yet. Sealed for freshness. Give a nice Can paprika sound. go bad on live mustard? It certainly can lose its flavor, but I wouldn't say it can go, like, totally bad. There Got she it. is. Ooh, it's like almost... No, that's just the bottom of the thing. It looks sparkly, but it's... They made, like, the bottom coppery. Hmm. You just like to take a little pinch of that. Last time it was a squirt. This time it's a pinch. It's a pinch. A healthy pinch. Make sure it's healthy. I think I said that last time, too. Mm -hmm. mm. Can you taste how organic it is? <laughs> Kind of bitter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is. But you can definitely taste the peppers, which makes sense since it's made from peppers. <laughs> it's just dusty. Oh, it's like you like that. How do you feel about this organic paprika? It's pretty standard. I don't think I mm -hmm. get a real dominant flavor of anything. Yeah, no, it just, um, it reminds me of just like a roasted pepper. Kind of just has to sit there for a while before you actually notice it. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, maybe like a, a stew or soup might be nice. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's purposeful. Yeah, I think it would be good in that. A lot of people use it more as an accent, but I, I mean, I, I do like the flavor of paprika as a base of a stew, like I was mm -hmm. talking about in paprikash. Mm. Yeah, I imagine that you could make a really nice sauce with, with a paprika base, much like the paprikash. Mm. Mm. Or it might just... It sounds like it just goes really well with tomatoes. Yeah, good with tomatoes, too. I wonder if it would be good with mustard. <laughs> I might be like overwhelmed by it. That's certainly true. So the second paprika that we're gonna taste is Morton and Bassett, San Francisco, all natural salt-free paprika. It adds rich aroma and a sweet taste to soups, tomato, and cream sauces. Mm. To heighten flavor, add one or two teaspoons to meat, poultry, and game dishes. Mm -hmm. Use lavishly in vegetable, rice, potato, and fish recipes. Oh. Try as a garnish on appetizers, especially, as Lauren said, deviled eggs. Deviled eggs! Oh. Morton and Bassett, their commitment to quality is clear. 
sponsors of the show, Morton and Bassett. <laughs> My grandma does put something red on her deviled eggs, but... I bet it's paprika. It probably is, but she's never told me how to make them. And she's getting in her 90s, so I better learn, right? <laughs> I could teach you to make deviled eggs. Nope, I hate everyone's except my grandma's. Oh, wow, okay. It's, well, it's <laughs> tragic, I know. They're all I, devilish, except for... Does yours have relish in it? Yours have relish in it. I think so, it. yeah. Maybe I'd like them. Maybe. My mom just taught me, like, Ooh. a few weeks ago, actually. But doesn't Morton Bassett just kind of sound like a... Like fishing a company. private detective agency with a dog. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. That's good, too. Like oh, like Bassett a Bassett Hound? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you remember there used to be, like, that detective dog? Do you guys remember? Yeah, what I was do. his name? Uh, dog detective? No. It wasn't that. I'm sorry. That was super... just a game that I worked oh, on. It was, like, a super smart dog. He was right? very smart. He wore a trench coat. He was a detective. He was a dog. Um, Listeners, if you know which detective dog Lauren is talking about, <laughs> tweet at her. Tweet at me. Let me know. Well, this one's much more, has a stronger scent, I think. What kind of a scent is it, would you say? Ooh. I don't know. Just stronger. Like, what is it? It does remind me of something, but I can't put my finger on it. I mean, I Cardboard. could. It's in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's also darker than the other one. It is. Comparatively, I think this one has a ton of flavor. It is stronger. Hits you faster. Mm. Fun, kind of like a punch. Quite a zing. Yeah. It's a little spicy as well. A little bit. More than the other. I don't know if this is full bell pepper. Yeah, I honestly, I felt like the other one had a lot more pepper something flavor. In it? Or it might not be made from bell pepper. You said it could be other peppers, right? That's true. I don't see an ingredient list Ooh, here. It has a kick of an aftertaste. Is that legal? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just all the illegal paprika that I bought. Sorry, y'all. Black market paprika. <laughs> Might be made with people. Uh, <laughs> Morton Bassett paprika. Might or might not be made with people. Thank you to our sponsor. We love you. Come on the show. <laughs> all of our listeners should come on our show, or at least tweet at us. All right, so we are going to move from those standard grocery store paprikas to something a little bit more exotic. This is Hungarian paprika, and it's not just any Hungarian paprika because there are many varieties of Hungarian paprika for all different occasions. This is Edes Nemes, which is noble sweet Hungarian paprika. Noble? What, what makes it noble? Well, uh, some say that this was the type of paprika favored by Hungarian royalty or Austro-Hungarian royalty, as oh. they were known back then. Mm. Um, but this is actually paprika from Hungary, and this is what I used in the paprikash that you All tasted right. earlier. My instinct was they just put tiny little crowns on the peppers before they ground them up. <laughs> that may have been as well, but we cannot confirm. History has lost that piece of evidence. <laughs> Lost to time. So if you smell this one, you can smell it's significantly different mm. than the others. It's not just bell pepper. Hmm. Also, it's like in a cute little coffee bag. That was a lot. <laughs> it's okay. We, you don't have to eat it all. It's much more difficult because of the bag shape mm. to pour <laughs> out a small amount. 
I actually, I just yesterday um, alphabetized my spice cabinet. Congratulations. Thank you. It's thank a, you. It's a beautiful step in the process. Honestly, it? like I have never felt so good about my spice cabinet. No more. No more will I be scuffling around through my cabinet looking for my mint leaves. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because now they're in the M's. Mm. I don't have enough spices to alphabetize. <laughs> Well, maybe we can send you home with a bottle of paprika today from our beautiful podcast. Thank you, everyone who's listening. Um, That was actually one of my chores when I was living at my mom's house was was cleaning out the spice jars um, Mm. because we we had a spice rack with like matching jars. Yeah. So I would have to clean out the spice jars, refill them. And alphabetize them on the shelf. Why, why would you have to clean them out? You're just putting more of the same spice in it. I don't know. Sometimes it gets a little bit dusty on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, the, depending on the spice, they might uh, crystallize on the inside. Oh. I remember the cloves were very difficult to clean yeah. after getting warm one day in the sun. You were never that snazzy. I love um, that. Reduce, reuse, so. recycle. Just a little climate change activism there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to refill the old spice bottles. Thanks, Claudia. <laughs> So this one's by far oranger than the rest. I love this. I love how sweet it is. It's incredibly sweet. I mean, there's a reason it's called sweet paprika, of Mm -hmm. course, but... I feel like this could be good in chocolate. Ooh. Yeah, I think it would be. Maybe with some cayenne as well. Yeah. If you like it a little spicy. I honestly don't know if I like what I'm eating, but... I feel like it would be good in chocolate. (laughs) It does have that, like, deep in the throat sort of... Yeah. Like, um, phlegm feeling. Oh, that's not what I was going <laughs> oh, no. for. Uh, I, I thought it had, like, a, a deep-in-the-throat, like, deep flavor, sort oh. of. It also, to me, feels like a creamier one. I know that's strange because it's a powder like the others, but it goes down That's not as strong, yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, it does go very well in cream-based mm. stocks um, and soups. That was, that was an advertised in one of the bottles. Yes. That was the Morton and Bassett. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sponsoring. <laughs> okay, so uh, after that little treat, let's move to another part of Europe. This is uh, Badia, Spanish paprika, otherwise known as pimenton, which Ooh. is, I believe it is smoked. Ooh. So we will get a taste of that. I've never met a smoked anything I didn't love. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like now I must prove you wrong. I don't know. <laughs> smoked banana? I don't know. That'd be oh, no. weird. So this is smoked, I believe, Spanish paprika. Mm, well, it's browner than the others. Significantly though. browner than the others. It's also in a very large bottle, so it could have been sitting on my shelf for <laughs> a significant amount of time. Ooh, desirable to put in my mouth. <laughs> I think this one's got a stronger scent. Is it a smoky scent? Okay, well, maybe not since the last was a sweeter one, but. Thank you, our, thank you for listening to our audio podcast <laughs> where we do nothing but taste things and go, hmm, <laughs> once again. Oh, that's, that's some ASMR I feel, reality. I, I feel like I need to put it on a different part of my tongue because I feel like the rest of my tongue hasn't recovered since the dab of spice. Would you like some water? I've been doing that. W- would you like an Ean? You can grab an Ean. It's definitely smokier. 
Thank you for Dean. Which is a saltine without salt. Oh yes, we determined that on episode one, so go back and listen to that one if you haven't yet. <laughs> the sadness on a cracker. Oh. salt. Or soup. Maybe you should put some paprika on it. Maybe that would make it better. I don't think it would stick. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you should lick it lick first. Lick that. Lick that, <laughs> Lick that, Ian. Get that paprika going. I like the smell of paprika. Tweet at Lauren, hashtag lick that Ian. Lick that hashtag. Lick that hashtag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I like that smoked paprika. Mm. I feel like that'd be good on meat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And deviled eggs. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Although I do still like the sweet one better. Is that your favorite so far? I think so far. Yeah. I mean, it does come in the prettiest package as well. It does. We it can describe like a it. Little coffee bag. It looks like a little coffee bag. The bottom almost—it's—it's uh, it's certainly not made out of burlap, but it looks almost like burlap. And the top is red, um, which is the color of paprika. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. <laughs> That's true. Um, it is a very pretty package. So the next paprika on our agenda is McCormick smoked paprika. This is a bit more accessible of a smoked paprika to get for most people. Um, if you're not going to uh, a supermarket with a really good Spanish section, you might not find. Um, you might be able to find this one instead. Mm-hmm. But it is going to be a similar smoky quality, I believe. Oh, that was a good open. Mm. Yep, it's like opening gifts on Christmas. Oh, I love that sound. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> Unless, do you know people who, like, will open their gifts by, like, specifically going to the end of it and, like, carefully tearing the tape mm. off? I, I used those. to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's so unsatisfying. You need to just, like, <sighs> like hulk into it. No, Far there's something appealing about it. So the first thing I smell is Ooh. extreme smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like it's just been left over an open fire wow. for days. It just smells like like a fire pit. It smells like campfire. I love it. I so, love it. So do I. That'd be a great candle scent. Ooh. Candle companies. Sponsor pa- us. Paprika candles. That's a free idea for you. Sponsor mm-hmm. us for more. It really just looks like I have dirt on my plate. Delicious dirt. <laughs> that's Expensive all, dirt. Right? That's all spices are anyway, right? Dirt. I think the roof and dirt. Bell peppers. Very, very smoky. I mean, wow, it's wow. super it. smoky. This is like licking an ashtray. <laughs> Have you done that? He <laughs> has now. Don't at me. <laughs> We've it's kind of got this. like a kick in the back of the throat. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Woo. Yeah, it does. Woo. For some reason, I'm only feeling on like half of my throat, but yeah. <laughs> There's a. Yeah. Oh man, it's got very, very serious spice as an aftertaste, yeah, right on the back of the throat. Yeah. Sort of like an oaky spice, sort of like a when you swallow a wine too fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could do like a braised rib or something with this, or maybe mm, like absolutely anything, anything that. I mean, anything you're gonna smoke, yeah. would probably be great with this. I mean, might be overload though. I'm a slut for sauces and. <laughs> I would put any of these in a sauce, especially the smoked ones in a cream sauce, because I personally love a smoky cream sauce, mm. um, with like, like a gouda yeah. or something. I feel like this might be good combined with nutmeg as well. Yes. In a cream sauce. 
Yeah. Like a, one of those classic French cream sauces. I do like to make creamed spinach with nutmeg. So mm. it would be interesting to maybe try paprika. Well, I feel like any of these would be good sauces, mainly because it's not like a super overpowering flavor. It's like a good flavor that seems to mix well with other things. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the buddy spice. Mm. Plays well with others. <laughs> Plays well with others. Oh, I like that. Paprika. The buddy spice. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> All right, so uh, the final paprika that we're going to try is McCormick Gourmet. It's not the same as the other McCormick. It's the green package McCormick. Snazzy stuff. Hot Hungarian Ooh. paprika. And I didn't go all the way to Hungary for this one, but you'll just have to be okay with that. <clears throat> I feel like hot Hungarian's a little false out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I, mean, I hear hot Hungarian, I want like a hot, hot Hungarian, Hungarian, particularly a hot if you know male what I mean, folks. <laughs> I'm not picky. <laughs> if you're hot, you're Hungarian. At me. <laughs> Tweet at Lauren. Hashtag. What was our hashtag this episode? I'll, I'll lick your hashtag. <laughs> lick that in. Lick that in. Hashtag lick that in. Oh. Ooh, this one's super like. Extremely orange. It's like the exact same color as the Crayola Cran Red Orange. Burnt Sienna or something. It's literally called no, Red Orange. Red Orange. It's super sad. but <laughs> Or is it Orange Red? I can never... It's Red Orange. Okay. Aren't they different? No, there's only a Red Orange. Oh. Let's see if so this, this one, one is as hot as smell as like pungent as the others. On the tongue, I'm not really getting much. Mm-hmm. Oh, but there it is. Oh, ow. Here it's it comes. Like where I dabbed it on my tongue is on is burning. Yeah, funny. Not like this spicy, is... it's just like Ooh, I can feel myself turning into a dragon. <laughs> this is extremely spicy. Oh no, my water. Ooh, ooh, yeah, wow. that is some that is a different it's kind weird. of heat. That's tongue heat instead yeah, of it throat didn't, heat. It didn't like even taste hot. It was just then my tongue was on fire. I could imagine this being really good in a chili oh, yeah. or another stew, something like that. Mm-hmm. Tomato-based stew. Yeah. With some ground beef, I would Ooh. say. My tongue feels like I licked something like really way too hot. Oof. Would you like to go back to the sweet My paprika? <laughs> I would. Back to sweet. Back to sweet. I'm going back to this paprikash. Mm. Oh, that yeah. was made with the sweet. That's true. You're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't you have like a, a story about paprika? <laughs> I heard there was a story. So may or may not have until very recently, approximately a year ago, thought that paprika was just salt and pepper together. <laughs> Maybe because of Blue's Clues. <laughs> Maybe because salt and pepper had a baby and it was paprika. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and yeah, I thought it was kind of weird that she turned out, you know, red, but I was like, who am I to say what salt and pepper are together? <laughs> Just to clarify for everyone, all of us are young children. So um, it really makes sense that Sarah would have believed that until recently. <laughs> for how many 20 plus years of her life? <laughs> Maybe. Damn. It was like anyone ever corrected me. Are you doxing people on I'm my sorry, podcast? I'm sorry. <laughs> Doxing, sorry. sorry. Don't <laughs> at me. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. And you just... I, oh, I never cooked with it, so why would I ever discover this? But do you not... use salt and pepper? Yes. So why wouldn't you buy paprika instead? And, and then you can avoid using both salt and pepper, right? Well, sometimes you want to use salt but not pepper. Mm, that's true. And pepper sometimes and pepper salt. and not salt. That's... I, yeah. I like to use them both simultaneously. Well, yeah, I guess I would, but, like, all my mom's recipes always had, like, add salt and pepper, not, like, paprika, so I was like... I mean, that's good, because adding paprika would have made it a completely totally different, different flavor. I mean, as we've, as we've established today... Would have been a learning experience for you, mm-hmm. at the very least. It was very alarming to discover. How did you find out? I think someone just, like, corrected me one night, and I was like, oh, oh that's interesting. And I tried to, like, play it off real cool, and it didn't work. Yeah, no, I imagine not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wow, throwing shade over here. It Woo! was shade worthy. It was <laughs> oh god, oh god. Did we have any other stories to tell today? Um, I mean, the only other paprika reference that I know of, besides obviously the Blues Clues <laughs> story, <laughs> I think that's for all of us the most relevant um, <laughs> paprika in our lives, besides the spice. Um, for me, there's this movie that I watched called Paprika one time, which um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna read you a little bit on it because it it is a I have never said this sentence in my life. It is a Japanese science fiction psychological thriller anime. So um, like every other anime, <laughs> like <laughs> no, I feel that anime is very largely fantasy or sci-fi it's, or reality or reality, but not so much like sci-fi psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually this really really intriguing, very intense movie. I remember I had a lot of feelings when I was watching <laughs> it. Um, I I wonder what it's rated. I wouldn't be surprised if it was um. Rated R, honestly, because it's really intense. Um, The plot is, in a near future, a a revolutionary new psychotherapy treatment called dream therapy has been invented. Um, The head of the team working on the treatment is Dr. Atsuko Chiba. Sorry, pronunciation is probably terrible. Um, And she begins using the machine illegally to help psychiatric patients outside of the research facility using her alter ego, Paprika, a sentient persona that she assumes in this dream world. Um, so you basically are following her her in the dream state, which uh, I, there's been a lot of discussion on whether or not Paprika actually inspired Inception, the movie, <laughs> rather than Inception being, you know, its yeah. own thing. Um, because I believe Paprika is based on... A, yes, it's based on a novel that came out in 1993 um, with the same premise. When so, was the movie made? It was 2006, I believe. Yeah. So that's significantly before Inception, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, it is significantly One before. Decade, yeah. um, and I, I recommend watching it if you're ready for an anime psychological thriller sci-fi film. Um, or for anyone who is a fan of Inception, this is the precursor, the pep precursor of Inception. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. There are some scenes that are difficult emotionally, so just like trigger warning up front. Um, there is some questionable material and it's not for the faint of heart or children. Um, but if you're an adult and we're all adults here, um, this is an adult podcast. Um, sure is. <laughs> sure is. 
Uh, then I absolutely recommend it. Um, hashtag paprika. <laughs> tweet at Lauren. Hashtag paprika. <laughs> hashtag tweet me. <laughs> if you do love that movie, we would love to hear about it as well. Uh, so email us at podcast at thespicecast.com. And with that, I think uh, we're going to wrap this episode up. It's been a, a nice time. So thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Sarah, for being on with me. Mm-hmm. Sure. Thanks for nice. having us and, and meeting us. Happy to. Wow. And um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, it's been a great episode, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye.